What's up, everybody? We're going to talk carnivore. It is World Carnivore Month, and uh, we recorded you. Hit the yep, I hit it right on time. All right, we're also doing a podcast. So you can watch this at some later date. I'm trying to keep this uh, short and sweet, but uh, anyway, here we go. Every single year, our boy, Dr. Sean Baker, we have to thank him and pay homage to him every single year. This is like year number four or five that he started World Carnivore Month. I've been trying to follow along since the very beginning. Not sure if I hopped on the very beginning, but I've been doing this for many years. I really enjoy it a lot. And I'm going to give you the diet today, and Andrew's going to add some things in because Andrew's going to be following along. And I got some awesome news for you guys, too. My son, Jake, is going to be doing Whoa. World Carnivore Month, as well as my brother, as well as my dad. This is going to become a cool family event. I'm super excited. But what is the diet? What's the carnivore diet? Well, it is just what it sounds. You eat meat and you eat eggs and you have organ meat as well, I guess, which is meat, right? And then you have some bone broth and that's the diet. That's it. <laughs> Great show. Catch you guys later. <laughs> it can't be that simple, is it? It might be. It might be that simple. Okay, so then the the general question that I always see the most is it's very kind of like, I don't know, I'll say lame, but it's like, what about chicken? So like, what kind of meats are you going to be consuming on the carnivore diet? I am going to be consuming, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A plethora of meats. Plethora. A giant assortment of as many meats as I can stuff into my fat face as possible. <laughs> I'm going to be eating some hot dogs. I'm going to be eating some hamburgers. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. I'm going <laughs> to chop the hot dogs up. I'm not going to close my eyes or I'm not going <laughs> to... You know, never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, hot dogs, hamburgers, eggs, um, eggs done many different ways. Um, I'm going to probably make some chaffles and I'm going to use some cheese here and there. I'm really not going to make cheese too big of a thing because the cheese can just lead to a lot of extra calories. I'm also not going to do a lot of intermittent fasting, but I'm going to do what I like to call inadvertent fasting. Because when you eat this way, when you're protein leveraging, when you're primarily eating protein, it's going to kind of subdue your hunger. It's going to pull back your hunger and some of your cravings. And so there's going to be times where I'm here at Super Training Gym where I'm not eating for several hours throughout the day. But what I'm going to do that's a little different than most other times that I'm following some sort of protocol is I'm actually going to have a breakfast. So I'm going to eat two or three times every single day. There might be some days where I eat like four or five times or something like that, but for the most part, predominantly gunning through some meat. Sorry, I was responding to a couple of comments. Oh, and chicken is totally fine. Oh, okay. there <laughs> so you go. I was just saying I was eating a lot of different kinds of meat. The other question that comes up a lot is about sauces. People are like, hey, what mm -hmm. kind of sauce? Don't really worry too much. Like if you want to use some mustard, you want to use a little bit of this, a little bit of that on something, um, you know, red hot sauce, some sort of spicy sauce. Mm -hmm. You want to use some of the G Hughes stuff mm -hmm. that you love mm -hmm. uh, that's real low carb. Like let's not sweat it too much. However, we are working on a challenge, okay? So when we are working down a challenge, when we're working on a challenge, let's throw down the gauntlet a bit and let's be a little tougher on ourselves and be a little bit more strict than normal because... What we're trying to do is we're trying to we're trying to uh, renegotiate with the devil that we once knew, so we don't have to continue to deal with that guy when we resume back to whatever our regularly scheduled diet is. And my point on that is that if you keep feeding the sweet tooth, you're gonna that's gonna be something that you will always have to deal with perpetually, kind of forever. So. Be a little cautious with that. I want you to lean into savory foods a little bit more. And as far as your diet drinks and stuff like that, try to push them out a bit. You don't have to get rid of them completely, but like think about them a little bit more on a weekly basis rather than you having six, seven, five a day or however many you're having. If you have one a day, probably fair game too. Like don't sweat it too much. Don't make the diet any harder than it needs to be. And don't complicate the diet any more than you need to. Okay, perfect. Um, without getting too complicated, who is this diet for? Uh, you, you mentioned yourself, jacked, great shape. Uh, you mentioned your son, younger, still in great shape. Your brother, great shape. Your dad, you know, this a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. So who the heck is this diet actually for? This is for anybody who feels like they need a little bit of a reset. You know, if you feel that you're steam, steaming along really well and everything's fine, your workouts are good, 
your your training is like your everything feels really good to you and the current diet plan that you're on, then I'm sure you're on to something that's really, really great. But what I'm seeing in the fitness industry is a lot of people try to call out the carnivore diet and say that it's a fad diet. This is not a fad diet. What a fad diet is, is some of the more modern things that we've seen. And I don't even think the word fad is necessarily a bad thing, but what's only been around for a minute or 10 seconds or so is us weighing our foods and counting calories. A calorie was only discovered, I think, in the early like 1900s. That hasn't even been around for that long. But guess how long eating meat has been around for? A really long time. So it, it kind of irks me a bit when people say, hey, where's the science of this diet? The human beings are clearly designed to eat a lot of the natural foods that were put on this earth for us in whatever capacity that is, whether it's meat, vegetables, or fruit, some of those things. We're cutting some of those things out uh, as part of an elimination diet, as part of a practice. And again, it's as part of a challenge. So people are like, it's not sustainable. They get all worried about, don't go and throw your limitations on what you're able to handle on me and don't place them on anybody else. Because as much as I'm not a fan of counting calories, calories still count. And a lot of people follow that plan with a ton of success. They weigh their food, they have a certain energy output every day, and they yield great results. However, I see a lot of people, whether they're doing keto, whether they're doing if it fits your macros or some variation of those things, they're making a lot of weird Frankenstein-style foods, Franken-foods, and they're trying to cut around a bunch of things. And in my opinion, when you count calories, you're counting the calories because you are allotting for food that you probably shouldn't be eating in the first place, which is fine because you're trying to make the diet a little bit more enjoyable. Totally understand it. But I believe that nearly everyone can use a reset. And I also believe that nearly everybody could afford to lose some body fat. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So this one comes from uh, the Instagram live, uh, Thorny Inc. So make sure you shout him out because he probably can't hear me. Thorny Inc. Yeah, but he's asking, because he's on the vertical diet. Mm. So he's asking about getting in enough vitamin K. Uh, Right now he's currently doing like uh, the carrots the way that Mm. um, Stan Efforting does. So I guess, yeah, how is he going to get some vitamin K in? Maybe some vegetables. Is that okay? Uh, What do you got to say about that? Yeah, as far as like, so people have a lot of questions about vitamins and minerals on the carnivore diet. You might want to substitute with uh, either having some organ meat, but if you hate organ meat, you can also just get some organ supplements. But I don't even think it's necessary. Dr. Sean Baker has been eating muscle meat for a very long time and he does great on it. I don't think there's a ton of concern about like vitamin K and vitamin D and some of these things, but if you want to go ahead and uh, supplement with those things because you're a believer in those things, then by all means, go for it. Um, you do bring up a good point. A lot of times, vitamin K is found in uh, green, leafy vegetables. So you might be kind of missing out on a little bit when it comes to some of those things. Uh, but you could also make up for it if you're getting things like raw cheese and stuff. It's my personal belief that when the body is without a lot of junk that the body works the way that it's supposed to and that the body needs less of a lot of these vitamins and minerals that we kind of consider to be crucial. I think we only consider them to be crucial because most of the studies are on people that have that a, a, a very, very less than optimal diet. We have not really measured or looked at uh, folks that are on a particular like ketogenic diet. So I don't really think that you're missing out on much. One thing I will warn you about is that Try your best not to only choose lean meat. Lean meat's great. That's a great place to be, a great place to start. But be a little cautious with uh, only eating lean meats. Try to get some fattier stuff in here here and there. Otherwise, your energy's going to go poof. Cool. The uh, the fat little guy inside of Mark Bell is going to love this one. Uh, from Devin WB101 on Instagram, what would be a good carnivore breakfast? What would be a good carnivore breakfast, you know, once you start to change your nutrition and you start to change, change your mindset, it's now ch- time to change your mindset forever. So bagels, waffles, muffins. I mean, muffins are cake. Like anybody that doesn't understand that a muffin is the same thing as cake is a ridiculous person. <laughs> a, a bagel that you put like cream cheese and you put something sweet on there too. Again, you may as well wake up first thing in the morning and have a big piece of a giant piece of chocolate cake. Or if you were to have a bagel with cream cheese and you drank chocolate milk with it, it's the same goddamn thing. It's the same thing. So we have to get rid of some of our old breakfast habits and our old breakfast thoughts. 
it's not waffles and pancakes every morning. We don't, it's, it's not necessary. It's a made up thing. What we eat at breakfast, lunch, and dinner is a completely made up thing by our society. Human beings thrive really well off of eating meat. And so what are you going to have for breakfast? You're going to have meat. Steak, it's what's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and put that shit on repeat as much as you can. Remember, this is a challenge. You're trying to challenge yourself. I want to see how many days in a row that you can actually follow through with this. I got to be totally 100% honest. Out of all the times that I've done this, it's been very rare for me to string together many, many days where literally the only thing that I had was meat, eggs, And even bone broth will have other stuff in it than just bone broth, but meat, eggs, bone broth, and water. I want to say that like, I think at one time I did like seven or eight days of that. Normally there's some sort of interference of something that happens, whether it's me just eating a little bit of vegetables or meat and some dairy. Like there's almost, the point isn't to like be a maniac with this stuff though. The point is, are you doing better? Are you being stricter? And are you following along with the challenge in the most challenging way that you can currently handle, that's what I want you to find. It's like, it's like finding a pace with running. You know, if I said, hey, man, I want you to go uh, run a block. You know, I want you to run around the block. And, and you're like, oh, how far is the block? You know, how long mm-hmm. is it? And it's like a mile long. Well, you would want to find a pace that's reasonable for you to run that mile. You don't want to just right out of the gate go crazy. And so everyone's carnivore diet can look a little different. And you can have a little bit different stuff in there here and there, but for the most part, I like to try to just keep it as simple as I can stick to meat, stick to eggs, stick to bone broth and just put it on repeat. There are little outside things like there's like butter and stuff like that, but just again, try your best to stick it in there. <laughs> Always stick it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what will people, what can people expect as far as their performance on a carnivore diet? We're a bunch of meatheads, and I'm sure a bunch of people listening, watching, are wondering what's going to happen to their performance once they go all carnivore. As far as performance goes, I've heard Joe Rogan talk about this many times. He said his performance when he's hitting bags and doing all these things goes in the garbage. I do not work out like Joe Rogan, so I have never experienced what he's experiencing. But I would also say that I believe that if Joe Rogan carried along with the, with the diet, I also believe if he ate a little bit more food, that his body would get used to what he's doing. Because again, keep in mind, it's a challenge. It's something that we often do for just about a month or so. But a month is only enough time to start to have the diet really settle in on you. And it's the honeymoon period of a diet. And it's what makes almost any diet super effective is that honeymoon period because you're probably going to be following it a little bit better, but also because it's different. It's different for your body. Your body's getting something new and different uh, for it. And so you're going you're gonna to notice a ton of benefits. But back to the energy thing and back to the performance in the gym. Look, if you lose weight, if you're in week three of the carnivore diet and you lost 12 pounds, your actual physical strength of you bench pressing, of you squatting, of you doing some movements in the gym is probably going to be a little bit lower. But is that our only measure, is that our only measure of strength that we have? No, we have way many more measures of strength. What about your ability to do pull-ups? What about your ability to do bodyweight squats? What about your ability to do uh, workouts faster at a, uh, with more volume, more intensity, bunched up into a shorter period of time? What about all those things, right? So people ask me that all the time. Am I going to lose some strength? I, the only thing I can think of when I, after losing over 100 pounds is all the things that I gained. I gained so much. Having body fat on your body is not just a thing that is about looks. Having excessive amounts of body fat on you hurts your heart and it hurts. It literally like hurts your feelings. Like you get pissed about it. You hate yourself for it. You know, you know that you can gain control over some of it, but you're super frustrated and having a really hard time figuring out how to do it. And that's what makes this diet so great is because it's super simple and you're going to be encouraged by it. And there's going to be, times where it's a little tougher than others but there's like there's not any almost every single restaurant you could possibly think of serves meat 
um, almost a lot of gatherings that we have as families, there's a lot of times there's a choice of meat somewhere in there. And maybe you're not always going to be perfect on it. Maybe you had some chili and maybe there's freaking some beans in there or something. Or maybe you, you know, somebody made a ground beef something or other and there's some veggies in there. Like, don't sweat it too much. Don't worry about it too much. You're just trying to be better than you were yesterday. Your performance in the gym, it may go down a tick or two, but I want you to refocus and I want you to think about all the things that you're going to gain and your body will recalibrate after you're doing it for a while. You just said... uh Pretty much every restaurant has some something, some mm-hmm. kind of meat, some yeah. carnivore option. They use a lot of cooking oils. Uh, are you concerned at all about oils and that sort of thing? I think it's a good idea when you go to restaurants to try to make a stand and to try to tell people, hey, uh, can you not use any oil on my food? Sometimes they'll just say, all oh, the cooks, they kind of do their own thing. I just say, well, maybe can they just use less than normal um, it shouldn't be a problem. I mean, meat is not going to like stick to a pan. It's not like you're cooking eggs or something like that where it gets to be challenging. If you don't have spray or oil with eggs, it's like, good luck. They're going to stick everywhere. <laughs> so, um, yeah, at restaurants, I would say, hey, you know, back off of that a little bit um, or tell them not to, not to do it. But what you'll find is that if you take these things on as a family and you talk to family members about it, I know a lot of people have concern about like cholesterol. And they're like, if they're going to, you know, if they're going to, communicate with their wife because a lot of guys this is like a lot of dudes do this right and I, and I want a lot of women to join in on this too there's been tons of women that have had enormous amounts of success on this diet as well and when I hear comments about autoimmune disorders I, I gotta be honest I think I hear more women saying they have autoimmune disorders and some issues with that and so I want to encourage both sexes to really dive in on this as, as much as you can, because I, I'm a real true believer. I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I'm just trying to sell you on an idea that I think that this is in your best interest to give it a shot. That's it. I'm not trying to, there's not a sales pitch. I'm not saying, Hey, you have to go to my website and buy the steak shake, which is always sold out all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to do any of that. I love this style of eating. And I think it is something that can, I think it's something that can save the world in a lot of ways. And people have questions about sustainability and stuff. Those are all things that we've talked about on my podcast many, many times over. And a lot of the rumors about it not being sustainable for the earth is, uh, is fake news basically, mm-hmm. but you can look into it deeper. We can argue about it, whatever. But the cholesterol thing is a very real concern for a lot of folks. Um, first thing you need to know is that when you lose weight and I, keep in mind, I, can mess some of this stuff up sometimes because I am not super sciencey. So I have to kind of preface it with that. But it's my belief that a lot of times when you lose weight, you may have more cholesterol, you may have more triglycerides floating around in your bloodstream because your body's going through something quite different. There also can be some inflammation because it's a stressor. We're not designed to like lose a bunch of weight. So if you're losing a bunch of weight, um, while over time it might be, uh, it might reduce some inflammation and some markers. It might improve a lot of markers of health. It also might mess up some markers of health in the interim. Um, when it comes to cholesterol, one of the th- main things to consider is that there hasn't been as much of a direct link to your cholesterol being high uh, to heart disease as you may think. Um, you you want to refer to a lot of the podcasts that we've done with. Paul Saladino, Sean Baker, we've had people talk for countless hours about the cholesterol equation, but it's not only your cholesterol, it's also your triglycerides, and there's also some different um, like density to the types of cholesterol that you have in your body, so it gets to be complicated and complex. I'm going to keep it the way that Mark Smelly Bell always keeps it, and I'm going to not talk about the doctory side of things because I truthfully don't know it a ton, but I know enough in talking with professionals. They've told me time and time again that, look, this diet is not a negative. It's not a net negative for your heart health. It's more of a net positive. And I want you to think about and consider is what you've been doing previously. The, in my opinion, one of the most dangerous things a human being can do, aside from just taking your car and driving 70 miles an hour and just slamming into somebody else or driving off a fucking cliff, one of the most dangerous things we can do as human beings is to overeat day in and day out 
over and over and over again. I'm going to say that again. One of the most dangerous things that we can do as human beings is to overeat. And when you do it time and time again, you, it, it, it gets to be very hard to get yourself out of that. This is an opportunity right here. This challenge that I'm throwing down to you, I'm trying to throw you a fucking lifeline. And you guys think that I'm trying to pull a scam on you. I'm trying, I'm trying, I got it like a, um, I got like a floaty. I'm trying to float out to you. I'm trying to throw that bitch to you and help you get out of the water, help you get your head above water. People in this country right now are too fat and too sick to do much of anything, to even just do something as simple as get their heart rate above a hundred for multiple days in a row and to do it for 10 minutes at a pop here and there. We need to come together. We need to gel together and figure out how do we help this along? The carnivore diet is my, and the war on carbs, which I've written about and talked about for many, many years now. It's my way of assisting people. I love to help people. I, I make products that assist and help people in the gym. That's the whole reason why I make these things is because they're helpful. I want to help people. I want to see people get better. It's my lifelong mission to try to make the world a better place to lift. I can't make the world a better place to lift if people are sick. So again, I'm going to say it again. One of the most dangerous things you can do is overeat. So now let's just think about it for a moment. What can we do to combat overeating? Well, we can count calories and we can get on something very specific, but you know, if we're going to count calories and we're going to have uh, the playbook wide open, I think that's really dangerous for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people that are listening right now are shaking their heads like he's, he's got a good point because I really struggle with my diet. I've tried all these other diets and I'm still sitting here 60 pounds overweight, 80 pounds overweight, 100 pounds. For many people, this diet and this day, which starts fucking tomorrow, mm-hmm. for many people, this diet, January 1 that they hit, they look back on it and they're like, this is the day that changed everything forever for me. I cannot tell you the amount, I need to share these more because I don't even share them at all, but the amount of, because I kind of think it's private, but the amount of people that send me before and after pictures is astonishing. And it's not like, hey man, like I lost five pounds. You know, hey, I lost 10 pounds. These are people losing 20, 30, 40, 80, 100, 200 pounds. They're, they're amazing stories, but the story doesn't end with the weight loss. They're not like, yo, like check out my before and after I lost 200 pounds. It's some of the stuff that you've been spitting has changed my life forever. So again, this is a lifeline. This is going to be something, the way that this diet is designed, which is super simple, it's either eat meat or eggs or do nothing. <laughs> it's going to encourage you to do the very thing that you need to do the most. And the thing that you need to do the most is to not eat. Everyone's got questions on fasting and all that stuff. Like, again, a carnivore style diet is going to cause what I like to call inadvertent fasting. You're not even really trying to be about timing out a fast, but I want you on week one of this diet, I want you to literally go fucking nuts eating eggs and eating meat and like seriously like get after it i want you to eat and if you eat six times in a day or 10 times in a day i'm all for it i want you to really i want you to really get after it i want you to really feel what it's like to be satiated and be full but i want you to ask yourself after you start to find a more reasonable amount of food that you're going to eat i want you to kind of ask yourself with previous things that you've done before, have you been hungry? Are you kind of normally currently hungry? Like I think everyone experiences hunger, whether you're on a real diet, whether you're on something strict, whether you're not on something. I mean, how many times a day does someone go, holy shit, man, I'm starving, <laughs> right? People say that all the time. And so it doesn't matter what protocol or what program you follow, you're going to be hungry all the time. The problem is a lot of the types of foods that we eat are encouraging the hunger. So the hunger spikes up and, and if it doesn't get fed, you get cranky and you get weird. When you're on a carnivore diet, when you start to have eliminated a lot of carbohydrates and your body runs on fat, you don't feel that same way. All you're thinking about is like, 
fuck, man, I need to eat some meat. (laughs) The conversation in your head is totally different. You may not always want it, but the answer to that, the answer to wanting it again is to not have it for a little bit longer. And then the desire to have it again will be right there. There you go. Mark, if we were to program, program a carnivore diet for somebody, calendar would be here. Mm. Be like week one, meat. All right, cool. I got that. Week mm-hmm. two, meat. Three, four, look exactly the same. Uh, they might look at it and be like, Mark, um, I don't see a cheat day in there. Um, is there any room for cheat days on a carnivore diet? <clears throat> it's a challenge. It's a carnivore challenge. It's not a, it's not, it's, you know, we're trying to go through the entire month of January. It was a 31 days. It's not, I don't think it's a leap year or anything, right? So I have no idea. Oh, well, we got 31 days. However long <laughs> January is, that's how long we're trying to ride this thing out for. It's 2022, right? And we're, we're going to be trying to, um, we're going to be trying our best to be as strict as we can. So we don't want to cheat. However, if something does occur, Remember what I always say, you're only one meal away from being back on the diet. You're only one way, you're only one meal away from being off plan, but you're also only one meal. Isn't that fucking cool? Mm -hmm. You're only one meal away. So once you go out to your car and you recognize that your tires are slashed and you were on your way, you're, you're on your way, you're going to head home from work for the day. It's Friday and you're like, shit, I am out of here. And you're super pumped. And you look and you have a tire slashed. And you're like, oh, shit. Would we then just say, oh, fuck it. I am so screwed. Um, I might as well just slash the rest of the tires. <laughs> you wouldn't ever do that, right? And a lot of times we do that with our food. So let's not turn one bad decision of eating um, some French fries or eating uh, some ice cream. But my advice on that stuff is just don't even start. If you can fight off the start, then you, you can win. But if you can't fight off the start, once you pop that, the top off of your peanut butter, you may as well just be Scrooge McDuck and just dive right in and swim <laughs> in it like he does with swimming in money. Yeah. You're, you're done, man. Like it's, <clears throat> it's over, you know, you're, you're, you're dead. I want everybody to take this as a challenge and I want people to take a lot of pride in it. Talk to your family members about it. Tell them what you're doing and let them know. Like I'm, I really want to make a change. They might laugh. They might do this or that. Say, no, I'm, I'm trying to be serious. Don't fucking tease me for a second. This is what I want to do because I want to really just start off the year and make some changes. When it comes to the, the carnivore diet, a lot of people think that they can't do it because they can't afford it. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, is, is this too expensive for some people or, you know, like what's going on there? Like, can anybody afford to do the carnivore diet? You know what? Um, I would say that like any form of sound nutrition can be expensive. It can be pretty pricey. Um, however, uh, when it comes to me making a statement saying, hey, you can eat whatever meat that you want. I, you know, when you when you look at uh, uh, some chicken at the grocery store, if you look at chicken breasts, sometimes those can be expensive. Um, but a rotisserie chicken, you know, something from like Costco or something, or even just like, God forbid, you fucking throw it in the oven and cook it yourself, right? Um, that is that is that is insanely inexpensive and a hell of a meal, by the way. That kind of stuff is absolutely delicious. So, I think that sometimes we're not really. We're only looking at the price of the higher end stuff. You know, the grocery store sticks out that higher end stuff in certain areas on purpose. They want you to, they want you to bite the bullet on some of those higher end things. Um, but it doesn't mean that you have to eat like out of a garbage can or anything. It doesn't mean that your diet has to be uh, super low budget and not taste really good. Because on a carnivore diet, there's still a lot of great foods that you can get. Be resourceful. Um, Costco seems to be fairly priced. Some of the places like Sam's club seem to be fairly priced. Don't be sleeping on Walmart and target. Those places have like it. I remember when people would first tell me like years and years ago about getting like food from Walmart. I was like, that's disgusting. That sounds so weird. Like, why would you get food from freaking Walmart? <laughs> and I didn't really realize like they had like this legit setup. I was like, you, you got like fresh food from Walmart. Are you crazy? <laughs> 
anyway, those places have they have awesome options, and the stuff that's at Costco is is uh, is really really damn good. And if you can afford something more expensive, I'm always going to push you towards Piedmontese because they have amazing beef. Not only that, it's regenerative agriculture. It's something I really truly believe in. And if you want to go all crazy and go grass fed, you can do all that stuff too. But I don't think anybody needs to really sweat it and worry too much about how, uh, you know, you don't need to like just completely blow your budget every single week uh, on just your food. But what I would also ask you, and I'd also like you to think about is like, what else do you spend money on? You know, and you're probably spending money in some areas where if you're being honest with yourself, you could probably not necessarily make some cutbacks, but just put things on pause for a bit. Just give it like I even do that. I got tons of money. I got money shooting out of my ass cheeks. <laughs> and I even am like, nah, I, nah, well, no. Okay. Let, let's just wait. Let's just wait. Let me wait. Let me wait until I'm in a more stable position. Cause I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I got no idea what's going to happen this way or that way. And so I'm, so just, it's just a month, right? It's just a month. And if you go with things like ground beef and some of these things, you're going to find some really good options that are economical. The last thing I'll say is I said, be resourceful. Um, If first of all, if you can handle any sort of organ uh, meats like liver and kidney and all that stuff, like they nearly give that away at Mm -hmm. the butcher because nobody wants it because everyone thinks it's disgusting. And maybe you do too. That's fine. You don't have to eat it, but it comes at a really good price and is packed with a lot of vitamins and minerals. Um, the other thing is though, most of us know someone in the family that's completely obsessed with like fishing or hunting. Um, I can't even tell you guys how many friends I have. They have like three freezers cause they just love to hunt. These aren't people that are like, they're not super well off. Um, a couple of them now I think about it, aren't really well off at all. It's just, they have this hobby. They love to hunt. And man, are they going to, they don't mind giving up some elk and give, they, they, they're like super proud of it. They're like, no, dude, I've always wanted you to try this. It's going to be sick. So hit up some family members and see if they got some, uh, see if they got some meat in the freezer from some hunting or something like that. Fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I used to be kind of embarrassed to let people know that I got all my groceries and stuff at Walmart, mm. even, even on this podcast. It was yep. like, I, I shopped there, get off my case. But uh, one thing about Piedmontese, if you guys want to save 25% off, I just head over, head over to Piedmontese.com. It's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com at checkout, enter promo code power project, and that'll save you 25% off your mm. entire order. Um, you know, if you compare the two between like Costco and them, they're very competitive. They're, they're going to be a little bit more expensive, but the the steaks, the the ground beef, everything, there is no comparison. It's so much better. So uh, again, uh, piedmontese.com, promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Wouldn't be a carnivore podcast if I didn't ask about the carnaria, the poop. Oh, yeah. It is uh, somebody in the live chat had asked, like, are you going to do or how'd you do it last year? And I, mm. I had to throw in the towel because it was a little bit too much for I me. I wonder if you should just pop over here so people can hear you. That would be easier. Because yeah. we were going to try to go shorter, but we're it just going to be longer. You can do that as I'm chatting. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Okay, so let's so talk about carnaria. Andrew was just hitting us with a promo code for Piedmontese. If you guys want to go over there, it's just Power Project, right? Yeah, and that's they the get, code. And they get twenty uh, percent off when 25. they twenty five percent off when you Give spend about a, yeah when you spend about a hundred bucks and you also get free shipping so like just please go check that site out they've been huge supporters of us and I I just think it's a excellent company with some really uh, awesome meat so the question here is now about uh, carnaria <laughs> carnivore diarrhea what a great combo meat mm-hmm. and poop all blended into one. This is a very real thing and it can happen. Um, My stomach can handle all kinds of stuff. Uh, You know, I could, I could probably eat this can right here and be totally fine somehow, but I have had, I've had uh, diarrhea from the carnivore diet before my suggestion. I have a couple suggestions. So one suggestion would be to kind of examine like how much fat you're having. Sometimes you might have way too much fat. Sometimes the fat content may be too little. Um, I would also kind of pay attention to like what kind of sauces and things like that you're using. But normally this is a function of water displacement going from one area to another. You have now removed carbohydrates and you have removed like bulk from your stomach. Even some things that 
aren't registering with much carbohydrate in them that you you look at some of these foods that have carbs in them and but their fiber content is fairly low it's still some fiber and even in the case of like just some vegetables it's like it seems like just that little bit of bulk that sits there it does seem to suck up the water and makes for a nicely formed poop at least this is my some of my understanding of it and you can also google some of this and there's some great articles and great information on it but I know that people don't want that. So how do you do it without, uh, without falling off? I do believe there's a, maybe Andrew knows the name of it, but there's like, is it called HCL? Is that something you can take for your stomach? Or I'm it? not sure. No, I don't know. Damn it, I forgot what the hell that's called, but I think it's called, I want to say it's called HCL. There's something that can help with like some stomach acid, whoops, in the body. There's something that can help with some stomach acid in the body that you might find uh, to be something that, that assists a little bit. I buy a product that's a prebiotic fiber and it's from Bulletproof, the company Bulletproof Coffee. Um, I like that one a lot, but that is kind of expensive. There's other prebiotic fibers, not a probiotic, but a prebiotic fiber. Um, And I found that that fixes me up immediately. But you can also just buy any old fiber supplement uh, at Costco. There's, There's tons of them or any your favorite grocery store, whatever it is. All those things will help a little bit. If you want to just avoid it right from the get-go, I would recommend utilizing some of these fiber supplements and or having a little bit of, you ready for this? Having a little bit of vegetables. Uh, A little bit of uh, spinach can be really helpful. I'm going to be doing that because I'm utilizing Stan Efferding's vertical meals from theverticaldiet.com. And he has a bison monster mash. That's bison spinach and some peppers and everyone's like oh my god i can't believe god damn it bell how come you're not sticking to the thing now i'm not going to stick to the thing we're still sticking to the plan um you guys got to keep in mind i eat this way like uh, all year basically um i'm on a uh i'm on a very meat-based diet uh there's not a lot of other things that i eat other than meat, a couple times a year, I'll mix in some other stuff just to have some variety, but it's primarily sticking to meat. Anyway, I know that you guys will love this diet and you might run into some hiccups. I do understand too, some people not only, some people get diarrhea and some people, they can't make a poop to save their life. So um, again, whenever you change diets, you're going to change your bowels. Like it, things happen uh, when you change a diet. So you might want to get something like just to, if, if you're really stuck, you can get something like super dieters tea. Um, but don't be alarmed because a, a lot of times when it comes to not having to go to the bathroom, it just might take a day or two to naturally work it out, which I know like when you haven't gone for like a day or two, you're like, what is going on? <laughs> Am I just going to drop the biggest bomb ever? But you've never been on anything like this before, and so your body doesn't know exactly how to react to it. Okay, real quick, just because uh, she might have missed it earlier. Uh, where, oh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh, Freestyle Kettlebell was asking, uh, is seafood okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, the carnivore diet is a meat-based diet. It's a, it's a pretty much an elimination diet where you're eating meat of any kind. could be organ meat. It could be fish. Um, and any meat-based products. Um, I love the company Wild Planet. They have like all kinds of stuff. They even have chicken in a can, which is pretty delicious. Um, and they have uh, like tuna and mackerel, and they just they have like a laundry list of a bunch of different stuff. They even have steak in a bag nowadays. But when it comes to some of the like in a pouch type thing, it's really good. When it comes to some of these things, I don't want you to really like be totally like obsessed over whether this thing has olive oh look it's got some olive oil in it oh look it's got it's got a little bit of onion it's got when it has some of those other things in there that's probably going to be something that especially when it comes to some veggies that's actually might be something that can help your stomach a little bit and assist you from uh having these (laughs) these crazy uh blowouts something else i need to mention is that if you've never tried carnivore crisps you have to try them go over to their website and check out what they got. You can use the code Mark Bell and you'll get some percentage off. I don't remember exactly what it is. But those things are absolutely delicious. They have even they even have like dog food treats and stuff like that. Um, there's a, a bunch of uh they have, I think, 
I think they, I cannot even remember what they put together, but I think you can put together like a bunch of different, uh, of their products and you can get a, a good discount. It's like a bundle, Mark Bell approved bundle. There, you, there go. you go. So check that website out. It's delicious. All it is, is it's just meat and salt mm-hmm. and you can eat that the entire time you're on the diet. The, the chicken breast one's still my favorite. I love that one. How'd they figure it out? I don't know. It tastes so good. Uh, you know, I love in and out mm. Uh, what about fast food on a carnivore diet? Everything is fair game. Everything is fair game. You know, any way that you can figure out a way to stick to it, you just don't want to like over justify it too much. And what I would say about any fast food is that when you're going to do that, I would say like try to do your best to not make that like just an all out meal. Make it more like a treat. So if you're going to go to In N Out and get the Flying Dutchman, it's called. Uh, it's primarily just, it's two patties with uh, a slice of cheese on both of them. Um, you know, rather than like eating like six of those bad boys or something crazy, rather than eating like 12 burgers and getting like a real enormous amount of calories, maybe I'll have like two or three, you know, or if you're a smaller frame person, one or two. Um, and the reason for that is just have it carry you over to getting home and being able to cook another meal or something like that. So, yeah, fast food's fair game. What I want to mention also is that something I've been doing, and this is really helpful, and I'm actually excited to do this because I, I, I do this every year. I do carnivore. Destroy your sweet tooth with savory food. Like I want you to think about um, something that's like fatty and savory. Like um, let's say at night you're like, oh my God, I'm totally dying for something crispy and something sweet and something this and something that. Smash that shit and cook up either like breakfast sausage or bacon, maybe some bacon and eggs, maybe make a crazy omelet, dump a bunch of cheese in there, throw some butter on top of it. And yes, it's a wild overabundance of calories, but you're not going to, you shouldn't have to rely on this every single night. Um, but for me, that's been something that has really uh, dampened my sweet tooth. So you might want to give that a try. Smash it with some savoriness. I lost his name, but just plain and simply asked, Mark, what's your favorite thing about the carnivore diet? My favorite thing about the carnivore diet is the results. I, I love the way that it feels. Um, once I'm in it for three to five days, I don't want to say I get like an energy spike or anything weird like that, but I just, like there's something cool about it. I, I love challenges. I really love challenges. And I know that some people are like, how come it's just not carnivore for the whole year and stuff like that? <laughs> I actually plan on doing this for... Uh, <laughs> For probably at least two months, um, but I have done it for a hundred days. You can also check out my YouTube channel. Just look up Mark Bell YouTube or whatever, and you'll find or Mark Bell uh, Carnivore One Hundred, and you'll just. I did a hundred days. I filmed every single day. I did all that. Well, I had some help here and there, but I film. I literally filmed every single day on my phone, and I edited a lot of those videos. That's why they're so bad. But I did document all of it. And uh, for that 100 days, it was literally anything goes. I would eat like buffalo wings and all kinds of stuff. Um, again, remember, this is a challenge. Try to stick to it the best that you can and have some fun with it. To me, I think it's fun. Like I cook up stuff in different ways. I use, I use a crock pot. I use an air fryer. Uh, I use a regular frying pan. Uh, I use the oven. You mess with the sous vide? I'll mess with a sous vide like that's, you know, if you can afford to like do something a little nicer here and there, maybe like, I don't know, maybe once a week you buy like a really nice filet Mm. and put that sucker in a sous vide and try that. I know people are huge fans of smokers. I know Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Rogan's always talking about cooking his meat over fire. I know that my brother cannot stop talking about the Ninja Foodie. There's a lot of options, but like, I think everyone's like, Man, isn't the diet so limiting? It, I mean, it it can be viewed that way, but like, I don't know how many different ways you can eat meat, but it's got to be the combinations of the types of meat that you can eat in combination with the different ways you can cook it. There's got to be like a million different combinations that you could have. And they all, in the end, might taste kind of like meat, but... Um, it's all going to be a little different. It, it is restricting, but it's so freeing. So like this morning, I was making chaffles, which are delicious. Everyone needs to make a mm. chaffle. But like, I was like, oh, I think I need more, more cheese on that. Mm. I didn't weigh shit out. I didn't do right. any of that stuff. All I did was just make the chaffle the way I wanted it. Mm. And so, yeah, it is restricting, but it's also, right. I say it's absolutely freeing. Okay, so for uh, Zero Comfort Fitness on Instagram, uh, what's the best way to get organ meat into the diet? Yeah, just 
go to your butcher, get some organs and just eat them. I think, I think the, probably like one of the best, so the most passive way to introduce any organ stuff into your diet is probably by utilizing heart, which is also, I think, more considered muscle meat, but it does have different nutrients than just uh, regular muscle meat. Heart is like the least offensive. Liver is on the higher end of like, it's just, if you didn't grow up eating it, a lot of people are just like, nah, I can't can't do it. But if you start to interpret it and view it as something slightly different, like you don't want to necessarily do a bunch of hill runs, Mm -hmm. but you're like, these fucking things are great for me. So I'm going to go do a bunch of hill runs. So if you kind of look at it that way and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to eat four ounces of it and I'm just going to eat it, whatever way you got to figure out a way to cook it or to eat it raw or whatever. I know some people are like, hey, raw, I just chew it up real quick and I just I just down it and I'm freaking done and I eat it that way. But for some people, it's like it makes them gag and they're just like grossed out by it. But the, the uh, going to the butcher is an easy way. Um, some people will get chicken livers from this grocery store and they'll cook it with onions. I've never tried that personally. Just be aware that liver, especially, kind of stinks. So if you don't have good ventilation in your house, <laughs> then like I'm lucky, I have an, a good fan that works well. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a different type of food. And I tried all kinds of stuff with putting it in the crock pot and sneaking it in here and there. And it's like, it's not an easy thing to sneak. What does it smell like? I don't know. Um, the only way I can really describe any of it is like it's very like like metally, like met like. Okay. Um, it's like some sort of like uh it's like some sort of relation to like the taste of coffee and the smell of coffee, which is really good, but it's like a bad version of all that. Mm. I don't know how to describe it, but like you know how coffee is really bold. I would describe liver as having some like boldness to it and like a little just like a, a good strong cup of coffee from um like temple coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. got a fucking punch in the mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Drink some espresso from Temple Coffee and you'll be like, whoa. <laughs> like you might dig it, but you're kind of like, that was halfway gross too. Yeah. Another question from the uh, the Instagram live. Thank you, everybody that's participating right now. There's lots of people. There's lots of people. Uh, are protein shakes a no-go on carnivore? Again, we're back to that word. It's a challenge, right? So let's dive in on the challenge as much as we can. A protein shake a day, probably not a big deal. The way that I would like to look at any drinks, any fluff and puff that you might have in your life that's like not strict carnivore, I would like for you to look at it a little bit more on a weekly basis rather than a daily basis. So you might be a two protein a shake a day guy or girl. Let's see if we can restrict that back to just having like four or five per week. Um, having like one a day or something like that is probably not... Uh, not a huge deal, but we don't want to be replacing a lot of things with the biggest mistake that people make when they go on a carnivore style diet or when they go on a keto diet is they also drastically intentionally drop their calories. The calories are going to be dropped inadvertently because of the style of diet that it is because fat and protein are very satiating over a period of time that is going to teach you to eat less you don't need to intervene a ton on that. You don't need to you don't need to stick to some really strict intermittent fasting protocol. Um you are already chopping out probably 1000 calories out of your diet from just ditching uh some soft drinks and some extra snacky stuff. Like this is not a snack. There's not really a snack to be eaten on this diet unless you're including, you know, four ounces of steak as a snack, you know, so you're, you're going to be chopping out a lot of calories and stuff. And so you're naturally going to be, uh, dropping some LBs anyway, something shut off over there. Is that okay? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah no, that's it just the screensaver. No worries. Um, what can people expect as far as energy levels on the carnivore diet? Uh, some, for some people it might be a, a pretty good dip. Um, but that's again, why I'm saying like, don't mess with your calories. Don't intentionally, pigeonhole yourself and say i'm just eating chicken breast because i want to get shredded that will last for about three days at the most it's going to be really really hard to maintain that i'm going to be doing cardio in the morning i'm on i'm on the carnivore diet uh i'm going to be utilizing intermittent fasting i'm not going to eat until dinner time and then maybe i'll eat one more steak uh you know an hour later or something like that that style of diet is going to wear out because you're going to wear out of energy and your decision-making skills are going to be 
massively screwed up because your energy levels are going to be low. So to keep the energy high, we need to eat a lot and we need to kind of keep some of those fat calories in there. So Paco Flacco on Instagram is asking about bulking on a carnivore diet. Do you just eat more? So bulking on a carnivore diet, that's when I would say, okay, if we're going to do that, then we would have to introduce some rice. Mm. I'm not have to. It would be a good idea to introduce some rice, and it might be a good idea to introduce some dairy if this particular person can handle it. And then you'll you'll you really will gain weight. I did that a few years ago, and within within about a two week time span, I noticed significantly. And everybody in here was like, "What are you doing?" It's when I had a beard, <laughs> and I got I got uh, I got pretty thick there for a little bit, and it was mainly just from uh, having some high fat milk. Um, what else was I eating? I think I might've had a little bit of fruit and a little bit of rice in there. So it was like carnivore, but there was like a little extras in there. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Anything else as far as carnivore related stuff? I think that's it. I think we crushed it. I think we, I think we crushy crushed it. Thank you guys so much for following along. It's been a long time since I've been on here on some live Instagram. And, uh, I think I probably need to do it a little more often. looks like we had a good amount of people in here the entire time. So, uh, much appreciated. Uh, the carnivore diet, if you've never tried it before, this is your year to give it a go. If for some reason you fall off or, uh, you know, you have a shitty meal and the next day it's hard to get back on it and you have another shitty meal, you're off it for two days, three days. It, let's, let's try to figure out a way for you to do the best that you can and stick to it. Let's also uh, pretend that it's a video game and pretend that you, when you die, in this video game of the carnivore diet, in this style of the carnivore diet, it's one of those games, it's a real fucker, and you go all the way back to beginning. Oh. So <laughs> what I would like for people to do, though, is to acquire or to figure out a way to get through 30 days. It doesn't have to be 30 straight days, but 30 days, period. Just figure out a way to manage that. So while I'm saying you're starting over, you don't have to necessarily completely start over, but it's a nice way to view it. You know, if you string together five days, it's kind of nice to, to think to yourself, ah, oh, dude, like you already got five days. Like, come on, man. Like I would like people to really question themselves and say like, my brother was saying this the other day, what have you committed to before in your life? What have you actually followed through on? What are some things like, what do you, I bet you right now you have a bunch of ideas, a bunch of things you wanted to do, a bunch of ideas and concepts, a bunch of versions of yourself that you wanted to be. And it never happened, but here's, here's your opportunity. Here's your opportunity to really lean into something and to see what you're made of. I'm telling you, if you can follow through on 30 days of this, you're going to feel amazing about yourself because it's something that you committed to. It's something that you agreed in the beginning was in your best interest. And here you are a month later, you're down 12 pounds. You feel better. You look better. And you know, in your heart that you gave it a damn good effort and you actually followed through on something. Ready to get out of here? I'm ready to get out of here. All right. Thank you, everybody, for checking out this uh, awesome carnivore Q&A. Um, yeah, special shout out and thank you to Pete Montese for sponsoring this episode. Again, links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Please follow the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram, at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z. Our co-host, Ensema, is uh, at inst- uh, on Instagram, at Ensema Inyang, at and see my yin yang on tiktok and twitter and again links to everything that we're involved with and where to find us online is down in the description as well as the podcast show notes mark bell where are you at drag your family members into this challenge them talk to them you know grab a hold of your friend your buddy your uncle your whoever get other people involved in the carnivore challenge encourage them to do it explain to them what it is and uh hopefully we get hundreds of thousands if not millions <laughs> <laughs> millions of people to join in on the carnivore diet strength is never a weakness weakness never strength catch you guys later